Ready or not, Jared. Let's uh, move on. This is uh, just the one-year anniversary. <laughs> that should be the title of our podcast. <laughs> Ready or not, <laughs> you're going to listen to some bullshit. <laughs> Scotch on the rocks, please. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt, Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe a Glengow, any Glen. I'm Rumgold. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink, a martini, shaken, not stirred. believe that in half an hour I will be a part of the Ladomus gaming dynasty empire. Uh, Dominion, we prefer Dominion. I honestly can't wait to be a part of your family. There's just one more thing, and then you are officially part of the family. So, at midnight, you have to play a game. Why? It's just something we do when someone new joins the family. A game. What game? Hide and seek? Are we really going to play that? Well, the rules are simple. You can hide anywhere. We then try to find you. So there's no way for me to win, right? You stay hidden till dawn. <laughs> no, thank you. Good luck. What the hell is this? How old is this thing? You shot the maid. Does she look like she's wearing a giant white wedding dress? Emily? <laughs> Holy shit! I had to play along so that I can get you out. That's insane. They think they have to kill you before sunrise. Or something very bad will happen to the family. If we don't find her and perform the ritual, we're all dead. Found her. Why don't you just use mine? Mr. Lodomas, I just saw her running. Oh my god! Oh! Oh! Fuck your fucking family! You're just another sacrifice. Do you think this is a fucking game? Yes, I didn't see. Remember? He wanted to get married. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw this one uh, when it came out a year ago with our dearly departed uh, co-host, uh, not off this plane, Happy, just buddy. just <laughs> off of uh, sober cinema, uh, which means he is uh, means he is contributing nothing to the world other than <laughs> procreating. Yeah, knocking out more versions of himself, cloning himself, if you will. <laughs> Awful. Uh, thankfully, <laughs> not here on this show. And I think uh, this won't surprise you. I believe uh, Josh is always more positive coming out of a movie uh, than myself. Very rarely am I more positive than him. He, if, Never seen a bad movie in his life, boy. If, if, <laughs> and if you are positive, he's going to find a way to be uh, uh, over-the-top positive about it. But I, I was kind of mixed on this one. 
because I really like the the premise, which is mm. uh, this woman marrying into a very rich, weird freak show family, and the family tradition on the wedding night. Uh, the ultimate cockblockers is they're going to make you play uh, fucking At Risk midnight. or uh, Monopoly, Twister, or something. Like you know, you have to do it with the family, including the stink eye granny uh who's just mean mugging <laughs> the entire time this beautiful uh breadstick of a white woman as you called her last week <laughs> reminder that i like i definitely like this type of bread this is uh this is good this, oh. <laughs> this is no fazoli's breadstick here this is the, the high-end <laughs> stuff uh samara <laughs> weaving i guess i should uh, you know name her other than breadstick um and she's actually not fazoli's <laughs> she's actually game for it jared She's actually being about as decent as you can be with this weird request to go play at midnight. Uh, There's a lot of money involved too, so this, you're okay. Let's more. get into that. Do you do you <laughs> get the sense? Because we don't know much about this couple. They mm-hmm. they seem to get along, and she seems to have a good sense of humor. Do you get any sort of gold digging aspect for her that she's waving away all the weirdness because she knows she's about to marry into a life of comfort? I suppose that on a, you know, a sub level of it, maybe there's some subconscious uh, gold digging going on. Like I'm not going to accuse her of it. She seems like a very genuine, nice uh, lady. She but, seems very grounded. You know, she just yeah, seems like very it, normal. She's not an ass in any way. There's nothing. But also uh, pretentious about her, as Roger Ebert might accuse her of being. <laughs> if we're playing checkers, and uh, we've got like five dollar <laughs> Kroger pizza and. Goddamn Dr. K or whatever it is. <laughs> Dr. K. <laughs> whatever that off print soda was that our friend. Jared, this uh, is not Vin- Vincent D'Onofrio's uh, <laughs> refrigerator here. We, we'd have something better than Dr. K. Uh, I think that is a sign that you uh, you like to jerk off while hanging from the ceiling. If you <laughs> Or your name is just Travis Meadows. <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> That'd be some shit. Fucking find out he's a serial killer actually like tried to get us into his haunted garage and kill us too lazy uh also gets hurt too often so (laughs) the perpetually injured serial killer you know buffalo bill as we mentioned last week who was he aping was it ted bundy that would fake injuries to get women to like help him move furniture yeah uh he actually would be too hurt to move the furniture so (laughs) (laughs) he's being very genuine please lady help me with my sofa (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is not in ready or not this is very inside baseball but it's fine yeah. uh, actually the listener sh- listenership of sober cinema the numbers show me that all of this is inside baseball <laughs> there's a select few <laughs> that even are aware of our existence it's got a great hook so if you pull uh the wrong game in this random curse box uh and i, b- I believe hide and seek is the only one that yeah, uh, is a matter of life and death Every- yeah. everything else <laughs> Actual games. <laughs> actual games, which there's an alternate cut of this where I can't imagine <clears throat> playing a game of risk with these people on outlying these these conservative blowhards. Uh, but she pulls the wrong game. Uh, here's the biggest thing I have against this character, this uh, this new bride of Grace. She's like, ooh, hide and seek, all right. And she's all like, yeah, I'll do it, you know, I'll be a good mm-hmm. sport. She gives up so quick. She's like hiding for what? Five minutes, maybe five she, minutes before she she's hides like in the dumb waiter for like five minutes, and is like, "Fuck this!" 
time to get laid. <laughs> Which, you know what? I've it's talked. Fuck. I've talked myself out of it. I love this woman. <laughs> like, <laughs> what am I talking about? This is this is great for the uh, the Alex character, the the, the groom here. Um, they do set up with the uh, like a flashback to start. I guess just to tell you, hey this is for real. Like the, this family actually will kill people. And you have this thing with the two brothers. Uh, so the, the groom is played by Mark O'Brien, who I'm not familiar with and the, uh, brothers, Adam Brody, who's playing, I guess what the black sheep kind of the, the drunk, like yeah. the, the member of the, uh, like an heir to be who, uh, the family probably wouldn't trust with any sort of responsibility because he's like sort of indifferent to it and self-loathing. <laughs> there's, there's this, like bouncing act where you, I guess they attempt to have the audience not know if they can trust the, the groom, if they can trust the, the brother here. Um, I will say at least the brother does let her escape at least his immediate presence, I think once or twice. Uh, but yeah, my biggest issue with the movie is mm-hmm. they, it's got a great hook and I, I like the ending, but I guess it's just the chase in between uh, my mind kind of wandered throughout where I'm like, well, w- there's only one target here. Like with a lot of slasher films, there's a lot of, there's a, uh, you start with a bigger body count so you can knock people off since she's the only one you can I mean, in the back of your mind, like, well, this is nothing's really going to happen until the end here. So they try to, unfortunately, I guess with the little black, uh, I don't mean black, like as far as race relations, a little kind of political dark humor where all the servants, like the serve the mm. serving class or the ones that the meat shields that keep getting killed off. But as far as the thriller aspect of it, uh, I don't think it works for me. I think the comedy does, but I'm, I'm never really that concerned as far as the, the, the horror of the situation grace finds herself in. It's funny that you say that. I, I was thinking that exactly like <clears throat> you've got this kind of complete opposite situation. Uh, you bring up slashers, you know, one slasher, bunch of victims. Now you've got the, pretty much the opposite of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a bunch of villains, one, one, uh, person actually adorned in white, uh, uh, this, this, this good soul. And <clears throat> this movie honestly compare or, or pales compared to, um, your next, like they don't it, let this girl actually do anything. It very like, much it, wants to be, it's like mm-hmm. the, uh, well, it's the Dr. K version of your next, <laughs> I guess, because you could see these as like 1A and 1B. Like this film mm-hmm. probably exists because of the success of your next, but it just makes me want to watch your next again yep. as I'm watching it. It's like the, the only thing I could think of was like, man, your next is way better than this. Like I like this movie and it's hard. It's weird for me to say all these negative things about it because I, I, I mean, I did enjoy it. There's, there's plenty of uh, the, especially the uh you know all the help getting murdered crack me up every time uh you know just <laughs> the black comedy of it's really good it's just man they don't let her do anything like she punches out a 10 year old and that might be like the most violent she is the entire movie like I, I was she rooting should actually for death. like kill some well in that sequence <laughs> I was rooting for- <laughs> I take that back she has one moment where she actually I'm not going to spoil it but she does murder a member of the family but by that point it's already too late like it's very, very late in the game. Very late in the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, th- I think maybe I don't have any problem with the performances here, but maybe going with the uh, leaning into the comedy with the casting, maybe having comedians as the f- the family might have gone more that direction. Because another film, this one's 
more off the beaten path that I thought of was uh, Tropic Thunder, which mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also has a pretty easy hook, like you know, yep. these pompous actors uh, trying to, to go full method, finding themselves in a war zone. <laughs> um, and, you know, you there's there's a lot of... Hell, there's a, a scene where a child is thrown off a bridge in that <laughs> film. And spoiler alert for that one, I remember perhaps my only criticism of Tropic Thunder, which I'm sure would not be a popular opinion on film Twitter now, to be like, man, what a great movie, Tropic Thunder. Uh, oh, this is yeah, as you have people discovering, like, wait, Iron Man was in blackface? When did this happen? Uh, it happened <laughs> three months after Iron Man came out. <laughs> where, where were you? Um, I remember... Like maybe in the like credits, they reveal that like the child didn't die in Tropic Thunder, and yep. I remember th- throwing my hands up like, no, no, do not ruin the joke. <laughs> he murdered that child. <laughs> ben Stiller killed him, and it was glorious. <laughs> I I'm gonna get into uh, can we get into mild spoiler territory for this one, with the ending in particular? Yeah, because there's a did you did you watch Kevin Smith's Red State? Yeah, we watched that. Uh, we did that sneak preview thing. Right? Oh yeah, we did went it? all the way to like Indiana to, to yeah, actually yeah. see him speak on that. Butler yeah, or yeah. Um, so in Red State, so I guess spoiler for Red State or right or not, there's a uh, you know, is this real or isn't it? And mm-hmm. both of them, um, you're being given information by in any normal walk of life, crazy people. You know, the, mm-hmm. in this one, they're saying you got to play this game, and we have to kill you. If we don't kill you. Uh, by the, uh, you know, what, what, the next day, I think. Yeah. As soon as sunlight comes up, then we die somehow. Yep. This, this ghost or this, uh, demon, whatever that has allowed us these riches will basically take everything away from us, take our souls, whatever. Mm-hmm. And in red state, you have a, uh, you know, extreme religious right cult that, uh, believes the end times are going to come and that they have to, Basically, pick on you know uh, gays, sexually active people, uh, women, any anyone that is of like progressive bent in red state. Like that's who they're mm-hmm. like sacrificing on their altar. So, final spoiler warning for the ending of these two films. <laughs> in red state, they hear the sound of what they believe to be the end times, and that's Trumpets, right? that's what ends the. They stand off with the government that's come in this very sort of Waco style situation. Um, and red state reveals that it was, it was, it was like two dudes like doing some sort of experiment or something like on a hill mm. where it's like some sort of alarm or some sort of sound was tripped. I, I can't remember mm. exactly. It's been years. Uh, and so it undercuts these guys, but there is a moment where Kevin Smith makes you doubt. And there's like an extra element of horror where you're like, Oh my God. Are the villains right? Are the villains right? <laughs> like everything they've been doing. And I always kind of flip-flopped on which way I thought that would make for a better movie. What I mean, where, where do you go down on, on Red State as far as, you know, having the, the evil people actually be justified? Or I guess, you know, they're they're being honest in what they've done and what in their beliefs. It's an interesting concept, but at the end of the day, I, I still want those people to be wrong. You know, I want those so people to be wrong. you prefer how they do it? I do prefer how they like mocked. get joke. You know, pretty much a joke is what it ends up. It's, on that level of being a bad guy, <laughs> those guys need to die for sure. Like those, those are terrible, terrible people. So, yeah, that's. Uh, and so in this one, a, you have. A moment where you doubt 
where you think maybe these people have just, for whatever reason, bought into this curse mm-hmm. and they've just used it. Someone generations back said, Hey, we got to kill like a new, you know, bride or groom, whoever's marrying into the family. Uh, if they pull this card, if not, it's all good. But if they pull hide and seek, uh, kill them. If we don't kill them, we die. We lose it all. And there's a, a beat in this film, much like red state where you're wondering, Hey, wait, nothing's happened. Like we reached on, she's still alive. <laughs> And are we just going to reveal these people have been murdering people that wanted to marry into the family that presumably at least one person loved uh, just on the whims of drawing the wrong card? Mm-hmm. And now they're going to have to deal with <laughs> the fact that they've been murderers for generations. But then the film does the opposite of Red State, and they, yeah. they lean into that the supernatural aspect is totally totally real. I think visually it's more fun to see these mm-hmm. people explode, and you get that great image of her at the end smoking covered in blood like as the you know the final girl – uh, badass but I, th- I think for comedy's sake <laughs> the realization mm-hmm. that all of this was for naught <laughs> and that they were horrible fucking scumbags maybe would have hit better for me there was a moment like you said where the sun comes up and they all just start of you know <laughs> looking at each other like uh... Even the kids, even like, the children that participate in this. Well, don't we have we have egg on our face? <laughs> like you said, for comedic purposes, it would be great if it just turned to ah, sorry. Ah. I guess you can go. I guess if you guys want to go, you can go. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> still want to marry her? <laughs> She's still still down this to pound. Is, you know, she really didn't want to play games. <laughs> There's all kinds of shut up money in these board <laughs> games. <laughs> I yeah, it, it's it's funny. Uh, it's funny either way, just because they they wrote it so so well. Uh, that that end scene is amazing. So I wouldn't want to lose that. But also, did they have a cut of it? That um, I don't know where it was. Um, I I have to research that. I I would like to see if they had like an alternate ending that they. I'm not uh, familiar with these uh, directors here, these uh, co-directors, uh, Gillett and uh, Olpen. I, I've never heard of them. I don't know if this is their uh, first um, directing uh, gig. Let me look it up quickly here. Uh, they're previous I, actors it, in horror films. So, Oh, and they are directing Scream 5, which is a pre, pre-production. So, um, yeah, it looks like they did some uh, segment on VHS, that uh, horror anthology. Did you ever check mm-hmm. that out? I've not seen that. Uh, same with something called Southbound. It's a segment. So uh, this looks like it's their first big shot, like with a, a budget at uh, a horror film. Uh, I thought the film looks great. It, it you know it mm-hmm. moves well. Like it, it would be something where it's like a calling card of like, oh, I want to check out those guys do next, and them doing Scream Five. Can't be worse than Scream Four, I, uh, which I know. <laughs> I think you and I went to see Midnight opening night, and that was just like a terrible fart in the wind. Like it's just like <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what we would talk about. Like I, I have like no memories of that other than it was just blah. Other than just hating it, I, I remember it being just awful, terrible. Like, uh, wasn't it like the the college girl herself or something? I can't even remember. I, like, I'm pretty I sure we only uh, Allison was. Bree was in it, right? There we go. Man, now you're starting stick. to. Yeah, that's a little bit of a. Uh, that breadstick's got a little bit more starch. More. <laughs> Cue the uh, editor Mike. Nasty Hellcat sound effect right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. It's, you know, it's one of those things. This is, uh, I actually think 
we've probably done as much, uh, or probably as much as I'm willing to do, especially with a uh, an order from my wife that you could have one hour to record these three episodes because <laughs> I can't contain this new pit bull that we have welcomed to the house. But it's one of those things where it's like it's all right, it's entertaining. Um, there's not a lot I have other than you know there's some small things that I kind of wish they had gone a different direction. But it's a cool looking movie and it's kind of uh, you know if you I think it's currently streaming on HBO Max. It's you know it's an entertaining night, uh, a night in which you should be it's, doing. Don't be like Christopher Nolan and want to send people to their deaths going to the movies. Uh, yeah, stay in and watch this movie. Or I quit. <laughs> I would love you know if, if Nolan played the the heel card and started like <laughs> losing his mind like uh, with these like demands <laughs> of people to to sacrifice. Like you know statistically, uh, you'll probably be fine, but some of you must commit to dying for my new film. Like, cause that is the way it's meant to be seen. <laughs> Contracting an illness that could fucking kill you. Um, I'm sure Mr. Gillett and open here would never do that for scream five, <laughs> nor could they demand people go die for <laughs> scream five. <laughs> that has, that is a uh, streaming written all over it on that one. Um, yeah, I might die for David Schwimmer. Yeah, or not David Schwimmer, David Arquette. What am I talking about? Lose my mind. One. Neither, I mean, <laughs> Jesus. It, it applies either one. <laughs> I imagine like, there, you know, there's a horror movie you can make where uh, people die because of David Schwimmer, and it doesn't matter if he's like a killer, if, if it's just like a Final Destination thing where it's totally accidental, but just the indignity of dying from fucking Ross somehow, uh, just that stupid face. You've got to know any uh, details. Guilty, <laughs> guilty as charged. Just look at him. <laughs> Put him on a planet with Adrian Brody and Predators. Let him fight to the death. <laughs> Let Lawrence Fishburne eat him and eat well. The scotch on the rocks. Please, any scotch will do. As long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe Glengow. Any Glen. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shaken monster. I was on the road. She got the dog. Classic girlfriend move, right? That's just a 10 to 15 year commitment. Why would you include me in that decision? <laughs> what would I need to know? So we're Skyping. I thought she got one of those little shit dogs, you know? Like a Yorkshire Terrier or something you could punt across the room if it got out of line, right? <laughs> something you could take your day out on. You know what I'm saying? And uh, <laughs> so we're Skyping. I go, let me see it. So she pans around, and I think I'm going to see, you know, some little, little chihuahua, whatever the hell those dogs are. I'm, I'm immediately staring at like this hellhound. This just massive dog. And it looks, I start freaking out. I'm like, is that a pit bull? Please tell me you didn't get a pit bull. She's like, it's not a pit bull. It's a mix. Mixed with what? Another pit bull? Look at that thing. It's like it's been doing pull-ups its entire life. Its front paws were still taped up and shadow boxing. It's got a teardrop tattoo. It's a pit bull. What more do you need to see? Oh, it gets worse. Her and a friend actually didn't get it down at the pound. They found it by the Los Angeles River. Yeah, this thing was the real deal. She's sitting there going, it was out there for 10 days. Don't you think that's sad? No, it's scary. Because judging by its physique, it got plenty of protein over the last week and a half. 
wasn't eating nuts and berries, all right? It was choking out joggers. It was twisting heads off of rabbits. You brought a murderer into the house. Just rescue an alligator while you're at it. Stick it under the bed. Add to the excitement. <laughs> you know what's great, though? I fell in love with the dog. Absolutely love this dog, and I'm totally sold on the breed. And I know a lot of people don't like pit bulls because they ate a couple of kids. I understand that. <laughs> I'm telling you, you owe it to yourself at some point in your life to walk down the street with a pit bull. You got to do it. It's tremendous. People just get out of the way. Three, four blocks away, they see me coming. They immediately start crossing the street. I love it. I feel like a king. I don't know why black people complain about that. I love having the whole side of the street to myself. It's awesome. Yeah. Black people have no idea how difficult it is as a white man to have to walk down the street every half a block, have frivolous conversations about the weather. Oh, I'm thinking it's going to rain. Why? Why do we have to have this conversation? No, it's tremendous. I like the respect. Look at me. My whole life I've looked like Ron Howard. You realize that? My whole life I've been mugged repeatedly. I've never had any street cred whatsoever. The second they see this four-legged P90X body coming down the street, that's it. It's the best dog on the planet. You gotta get a pit bull, I'm telling you, man. It's like a gun you can pet. Get two of them, come down to you, just strapped. All of a sudden there's no line at the ATM. You like, it's just the whole world opens up for you.